Welcome to Dig This, a podcast about using archaeology, heritage, and business to do some good in this world. I'm Jenny. And I'm Amanda. Join us in a guest or two as we reevaluate and decolonize our work, our relationships, and our values. We're recording from the unceded territory of the Shimshan Nation, the Kitsilis people in Terrace, BC and also recording from Bowser, BC. In the beautiful unceded territory of the Qualicum First Nation. So Kelly had asked us to do these kitchen talks because historically we have many of our like high level discussions while we're both cooking. It's the only time we can fit it in. And so I haven't actually cooked a meal in a while. I feel like I've just been doing like frozen things and I actually cooked today. And so that's why I had this idea. But although I say that, but the entire meal is brought to brought to us by Costco. It's frozen meatballs and French fries. That sounds amazing. And bags of frozen fish sticks for the kids. And that's how it's done. I am cooking though. I'm making a, a mushroom sauce. It's taking forever to thicken. And I think that my grade nine life skills teacher would not be impressed about my roux. <laughs> anyway. It's all, about, it's all about the butter and the flour. You know, I did it. No butter. Anyway, and I poured a beer. Good. So I what we're gonna touch a, I poured a glass of wine. Good. What we're gonna touch base on? What, what, what's on your mind? Oh, remote monitoring. Oh, yeah, 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 because this is a thing that's come up and how we want to deal with it. It was kind of an interesting call to have with a client because I think that's the first time we have gotten pushback about remote monitoring. And so by way of framing, remote monitoring is something that we've seen First Nations do during COVID that we haven't seen before. So instead of sending a physical monitor out to a site, What they're doing instead is remote monitoring. So they're in the office and we might send them videos or FaceTime them or photographs or all of the above. And it's worked really, really well because First Nations being like a particularly vulnerable population during COVID don't feel, and I agree that they have to choose between being able to represent the community's wishes during your archeological project, but still want to protect their members, right? Yeah, and, and the conversation kind of revolved around our client not really understanding the purpose of remote monitoring, why it was being done. And why they had to pay for it. Right. Yes. It was a good discussion we had with them. And at the end of it, they actually went, oh, okay. <laughs> it really seems all stuck on it, though. They seem stuck on that more than, than anything else, that whole conversation. Yeah, I think they were stuck on it because they didn't understand why they had to pay for it and why it was being done and why, like the original question came up because I was filling out daily summaries for the field work for this project and they wanted each person who they're calling man hours. Woman hours or people hours. Men out there, but anyway. And I said, should I- Or non-binary hours this other person who is remote monitoring should I be including them on the on the daily summary and at first they said no no why would you do that 
and I was kind of sad <laughs> yeah because you're gonna get billed for it so you probably like, need to know and they're but, still part of the team right yeah yeah so I think they just needed to digest it and fully understand the purpose of it do you think there's any connection and this is just occurring to me but do you think there's any connection with the idea that do you remember when like earlier in archaeology where nations wouldn't be invited out right to participate in a project yeah and do you think that clients are like I don't know it's like a slippery slope that they feel that they're going to have to start paying for people who aren't there like more generally whereas I think this is like such a specific example related to COVID and like community wellness and safety right yeah, they're, I'm sure they're nervous about that. And COVID could be setting a new precedent that might allow remote monitoring to continue as a way of communities being able to participate when they have lack of capacity. They might not have actual whole bodies to send out in the field, but they might be able to remote monitor multiple projects a day. So I wonder, it could be. A new thing that continues on. I wonder if it's like a control thing they feel that they're giving up. And this client, like they've been, they they come around, like they were. There's kind of if we were to map our relationship with them, it was like difficult in the beginning, and then kind of like real steep, really steep educational curve. Then they totally came on board, and we've had very few hiccups until recently. Kind of when we get down to brass tacks, and we also had challenges with them with regard to like um, making sure that we are getting paid for all our time out there and that we, they, we didn't want them stockpiling materials to make days shorter. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it, it's kind of like a control piece. And we were talking about this on one of the other episodes of the podcast this season where it's just like the shifting of control, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's also giving, like, what the interesting thing is, I think the clients see us as the gatekeepers right now. So they see that the power is shifting to us to be like, did someone monitor or not? Like, did they remote monitor or not? Oh, um, do you have to be there for those extra hours? When really, like, it still shouldn't be us making those calls. Like, all of this stuff kind of comes to us still, right? Yeah. Where it would be nice if the client, in this case, was having a conversation with the nations about remote monitoring and like how they could support it like maybe set a camera up on a tripod or like mm -hmm. have a system of like a communication log between them all like shared in real time like that would be really good you know yeah I think there's overall some communication uh issues on this project and that was the other thing that came up this week too that you had to ask um because they had sent that email being like whoops we went ahead and dug where we weren't supposed to you know let's fix it and then you had said to them well maybe you should be communicating this to the nation instead of us and then the client provided wording to us that I think isn't very honest did you get that too yeah it's it's a lot more sugar-coated than it should be yeah and but again like my whole point was like this should be communicated from you guys, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news that these areas were dug that weren't intended to be without anyone monitoring. No, and the wording that he sent didn't even acknowledge that areas had already been dug. It was entirely forward looking like, hey, can we get people out there to do this work? And it didn't say like this work has at least partially happened already, right? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to send that email to the nation and then I'm going to ask them for a follow-up meeting so that you and I can meet with them and just describe what's happened. Should we ask the client to be there too? I kind of want it to just be us and them because it'll be more candid, I think, that way. Okay. Less, um, less structured. People will be more, feel, I guess, more able to speak freely if the client isn't there. Yeah. But my whole point was, is that they should be communicating this. It shouldn't have to We Why are we always the bearer of bad news? And you were saying also that you have a bad feeling about this client. Like you were getting to the point where you, where you were like, should we cut them loose? How do you feel about it now? I was feeling some red flags earlier in the week, for sure. I don't know. I think we just need to note it and keep that in mind as we go through because we haven't even signed the contract with them yet so <laughs> right. oh well we we do have a contract with them but it's about to yeah it's it's about to run out yeah for the scope but ultimately I think it'll be good I think it's just tricky in the beginning and I think we just we just need to go with our intuition on like how we're feeling about it. And if at, at some point, either you or I do say, hey, we should pull the plug on this. I think we should, but hopefully it doesn't come to that. I, I hope it doesn't. I thought they were pretty receptive the last meeting when we pointed out some stuff to them. Yeah. Some stuff, yeah. the remote monitoring. They I think so good, too. But... It was, overall it was good. And I think that if it had gone the other way and they had really kept pushing back, then I think we would have had to, I had like probably a, one more serious conversation and then just withdrawn our proposal, which would have sucked because actually I really do like this project. You know, I have a soft spot for it. <laughs> but their real hang up was on um, the hourly rate versus the day rate. That, that was part of the discussion. And they really were worried that we would build on a day rate that included overtime hours. <laughs> yeah, like if we had it worked overtime, right? Yeah, so then they made me go back and produce something like eight different day rates. One at a yeah. day, one at an eight hour day, one at a 10 hour day, one at a 12 hour day. And for, for two subsequent years. So it's like, holy, why is this getting so complicated? Like a day rate. Just I know. Day rate. I'm just dishing up. So I'm going to have to jet and feed these kids. And then Tony has to run and get groceries. Well, thanks. Oh, my God. Thanks for having this kitchen talk with me. <laughs> You're welcome. We finally recorded one. <laughs> uh, hopefully the sound is okay for Kelly. Well, if not, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> if nothing else, it answers the question of how do two um, moms run a business? <laughs> it's called while cooking dinner. <laughs> it's while we're cooking. That's right. And okay, sometimes, well, so sometimes it's like just before bed. <laughs> it's just before bedtime. Yeah. Okay, listen, say hi to everyone for me. I'll chat with you tomorrow. Okay, ditto. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Dig This. If you have any questions or there is something you'd like us to dig into, reach out online. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dig This Pod. If you dig us, leave us a review and tune in next week for a new episode.